0: All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Martins World podcast. And before I get into introducing today's guest, I'd like to just remind you that if you want to support the show and support the fight for cannabis legalization in Ireland, you can do so by signing up to the patreon.com forward slash Martins World, or you can also make the donation in the form of cryptocurrencies over on martinsworld.e. Up there on the homepage of the website, you'll find a button to donate uh, bitcoins or else um, there's QR codes up there as well. If you'd like to support the show with other cryptocurrencies also. Um, All of the funds gathered there, guys, will be used to fight for cannabis legalisation in Ireland and hopefully someday soon open up a cannabis activist hub here in Cork City. Today's guest then, guys, is a regular listener of the show. It's Green Tea. Green tea is a full time carer for her husband who suffers with a severe case of multiple sclerosis. Her husband's condition had seriously deteriorated in the last few years uh, due to the MS which has uh, led to him being paralysed on the left side of his body. Not only is he paralysed on the left side of his body but on on top of this he has extremely limited motor skills on the right side of his his body with uh, him even having no sense of touch in his right hand. Green tea cares for her husband around the clock, starting her duties at 6 o'clock in the morning, and she's done this for over three years now without a day off. And she's unable to take a day off, as uh, she's also a provider of her husband's medicine, and in that she grows cannabis for him. This means the green tea is unable to avail of supports like home health, uh, home help, as she is fearful um, that the cannabis plants would be discovered, leading to the Guardian interfering in their lives. Um, green tea started growing cannabis not long after the pandemic started, as uh, they could not f- afford to keep buying the substandard and overpriced cannabis off the black market, which was helping uh, with um, her husband's condition. Um, also included that they couldn't afford the €500 euro per month price tag on the legally available Sativex, as they would not be um, reimbursed for this uh, because it does not qualify for the reimbursement there under the, medical, uh, the Irish medical scheme. Green Tea is just another one example of so many people out there right now that are illegally sourcing and growing their own cannabis to treat symptoms of serious, life-threatening conditions. Um, the reason Green Tea is not using her real name or image in this interview, guys, is because she's fair uh, fearful of being targeted by the authorities for doing the right thing and providing an effective remedy for her partner's life-limiting condition. And i hope more people find the courage to speak out just like green tea is here and uh, to help highlight the suffering caused by the prohibition of cannabis so guys sit back relax roll up and uh, enjoy this interview with green tea green tea thanks very much um for taking the time out of your evening and uh, i know you've had a, a busy day or you've been saying you've been running around and Almost, you know, we were worried that you weren't going to make it. I kind of had something similar going on myself, but uh, not, not for the same reasons. Um, you, you were quite busy today because you're a full-time carer of uh, your husband. Um, and also because of your husband's condition, you are the provider of his medicine um, effectively because you have to grow and process cannabis for your husband um, who suffers with multiple sclerosis as well yeah um, so thanks very much green tea again and uh, fair play for um, coming out like this and speaking out because the people need to be made aware of this you're, you're not alone in this situation but we rarely hear from people like yourself so thanks very much again and um, if, if you'd like to just give yourself um, a bit of an introduction there of anything I might have missed out if you'd like
1: um, well first I want to say like what you do is important as well because you kind of bring us all together because I never w- I would have felt so much more lonely if I hadn't like stumbled across your wee channel on YouTube and started chatting to people and like then chatting to you and that and um, well I'm my I'm green tea I am a family carer. I have been doing it now for about four years and um, five years ago my husband was walking around doing his normal job like everyday life driving everything and then he caught a chest infection and then like a year after like whatever happened to his immune system after that um it turned even harder on him than it already was because multiple sclerosis is it's a disease where your immune system attacks your nervous system and and whatever immune response that chest infection he had um caused it caused like just an absolute decline, like within the year he was on sick leave and wasn't going back. And um, so that like he had been smoking cannabis his whole life, like he's been a weed. He's been a a, a weeder for, for years like um, and like his first symptoms of MS are in his early 20s. And like he only had them for a little while and they went away. And he didn't have anything again until he was in his mid 30s, um, which a few stressful things happened. and I think that's what exacerbated it. But I'm pretty sure he probably didn't have any symptoms because he was a pothead for most of his 20s. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So uh, he was diagnosed in 2007. He was grand. He he did a decline. Like, then he picked up again. Um, He stopped working in 2018. Our whole life kind of fell apart. My career, like, I was... Very, very good at what I did. I worked in financial services, so like I was, you know, I was an office type, right? And in school, I was like the real studious type. So the fact that I'm even doing this is pr- like, if anybody actually knew it was me from where I live, like they'd mm-hmm. collapse down dead of a heart attack. I'm not even messing. Like. <laughs> um, <coughs> so 2018, I had to move back in with my mom, um, with him because thank you, homeless crisis. Um, We have been here ever since. Uh, We were just buying it on the black market because really at the start when this all happened, like I fucking mentally I was in a really bad place. And like uh, my husband and his brother-in-law bought a tent and a light and they were like basically saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. And my brother-in-law was going to do it. And then like his wife wouldn't let him. (laughs) So uh, um, it sat in his shed for a couple of years. Um, and I didn't have space for it so I couldn't do it um, and then I got space for it because my sister had a business and she was running out of the house and then she left so there was space there for me and um, so he brought the tent like during lockdown um, he brought the tent down like after the first lockdown and I started growing it then like pretty intensively from last June or so on uh, yeah um, and then like i was really fucking shit at the start like i was really i think everybody's really shit at the start but even if you fuck it up you still get something out of it like yeah um, and then uh in september like i think it was around october time i found this irish gore called top shelf gore he's out in portugal or spain or something like that
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: was doing like a daily video and it was only like three or four minutes long and i was like okay i can actually have time to watch this like so I watched all them. And then by Christmas, like I I had kind of moved on. I've watched all his, his his videos. Like there was one every night coming on at nine o'clock. He had kind of programmed them. And the last one was on Christmas Eve. Like, so I, or like my husband gives me money because he can't go shopping. Mm-hmm. He just gives me money for Christmas. I'm, and my birthday is around Christmas as well. So he gives me money for that. I just went and bought myself like an SF of 2000 and a tent and like upgraded my whole system from there and um, that's all I wanted like <laughs> um, and that, like I was able to put that one together myself which was really cool because I'm shit at DIY mm-hmm. um, and uh, then I really I kind of started watching Mr Canuck I don't know if you've heard of him he's a Canadian grower he's on YouTube and then the hippie geeks which are like outdoor growers he's a man who cares for his wife she has a uh, spine degradation Mm-hmm. um so we uh like i watched all them like religiously i learned so much and then like it kind of got started to get really good then right. and um well i'm not blo- like i think i'm pretty fucking good now at this day i, excuse my I think
0: you're pretty good as well i've seen some of those photos you sent <laughs> me like and the the plants are unable to uh even to hold up the weight that's on them they're they're uh <laughs> They're, they're performing so well um no that, that's a real credit to the to the grower there when when you see a plant yeah. like that's just uh just just so dense like it's, it's such a lovely flow oh my
1: god top. like it's unbelievable i can't like you if you can't believe it i can't fucking believe it because i think like you remember back in june there was an awful lot of really hot weather i think that just hit the plant at the right time when yeah. it was in its growth phase and um that's how i ended up i had to actually had to buy a bigger tent just to flower it <laughs> um, it was that big like now I needed one, but um I went out and bought it just to get that. And um I'm really really happy now with how it's turned out. It's given me a great confidence boost. And like my now, so um I will tell you a wee bit more about symptoms, or can you edit out his name?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Don't I can know? I can indeed. Yeah, I can edit uh, that out. Uh
1: so right, I'll start with the top up and work my way yeah. down. So we have depression, which is it's because of the pain, mm-hmm. um, he's on a high, really high dose antidepressant for that. With um, and they gave him one that has neuropathic pain killing properties, um, to kill the pain basically. Um, so his lesions are all in his spinal cord, right? And most people who have MS get it in their in their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get it in your brain, your brain will find a way to like map around it eventually and you may see some improvement, but if it's in your spinal cord, it's so narrow, the damage is permanent and there's not really anything that they can do like. So none of the treatments like he'd had, he had chemo, he had like to reset his immune system to see if they could stop it from attacking him. And then he did like intravenous steroids, like injecting himself with steroids every day for like years and none of that worked like. um, So he's just kind of stuck with what he has now. And what he has is pretty bad. Like his eyes is the next thing. Um, he's got this condition called optic neuritis, which means that if he's looking at you, um, his eyeballs are jumping up and down in his head or they're going side to side. So it looks like you're just moving or like he can't watch TV or he can't read. And okay. uh, the weed stops that in its tracks completely. Okay. absolutely completely. he can he can go on twitter he can watch tv he can do whatever he wants like you know
0: yeah allows the eyeballs um, to relax so he can actually focus yeah, in it's, and... it's
1: the damage in the nerves in his eyes in the back yeah. of his eyes have been eaten away by the ms and um and it, that's just what happens and they also like tear up and not just tear but you know sleep stuff mm-hmm. all of it just starts running out of his eyes when he gets an attack of it it's, it's really painful and horrible oh,
0: so this um, is something it, that kind of comes and goes but when it's yeah. then the cannabis, alleviates it.
1: Yeah, but like if he takes the cannabis all the time, he doesn't get it. Yeah, it's only like when I kind of run out, or if he's um if he's on a weaker strain that I've grown, like yeah, that, um, that he'll get it. Or in the mornings because he hasn't had any smoke during the night, um, then he's paralyzed on his left side. Mm-hmm. Um, his he has no motor skills left in his right hand, so like he can move his fingers like a little bit but if he leaves his hand it just clenches into a fist because it just curls in on itself like that yeah and um, and he but he can't he can feed himself a little bit but not much and he can't like he can touch on his ipad but he couldn't type or use the tv remote or anything like that
0: and um, so how would he um consume uh, cannabis uh then
1: he uh, well, he ha- I roll him joints, and he I can I just put them in his mouth basically, and okay. once it's in his mouth, he can focus his his fingers enough once his mouth is the nerves in his mouth are touching it, like basically because the feeling in his fingers is gone, mm-hmm. Um he can't really use it, but the feeling in his mouth isn't, so he can use his use mouth, mouth yeah. his fingers. Um, nice. he also has damage to the nerve in his neck that controls. You know, do you know uh, any of those Secret Service movies that you've ever watched where they do that thing on the shoulder and they just collapse
0: throuple,
1: over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hole, yeah? Uh, well, that nerve in him is damaged. Um, so if he smokes a bong or if he smokes a joint that's too thick, he'll cough himself unconscious. Um, and the first time that happened, he actually died for 10 seconds. <laughs> um and we were in Glasgow at the time and um he wouldn't go to the hospital the bastard so I was, I was just the whole night working watching him like it was awful and it happened three or four more times before the doc like his neuro then just told him that must be what it is it's just damage to that nerve so you have to be it's like COVID would have killed him like just not even yeah. if he'd gotten a bad dose of it even if he'd just gotten a cough um like the bad cough that would have ended him like um so he's also well his bladder doesn't work so he needs um four times a day mm-hmm. so i do that um he, his legs don't work um, he has really bad circulation and neuropathic pain in his feet that was one of his first symptoms was pain in his feet um and when he has a shower or that like when i give him a shower and i bring him out like his feet will be like nearly black from the cold so he gets a foot spa and um, a scrub, and then a massage, and then socks on over. And he had um, so my day then <laughs> would start at about six in the morning. Right. I get up early. Um, I do. I read the news because fuck it, you have to these days. <laughs> um, and I, then I get up. I let the dog out around seven. He wakes up. I dress them. I put them in the hoist. I put them in the wheelchair. I drain his bladder. I bring him up to the sitting room. Make him two coffees. Give him a juice. Give him a joint. Um, give him his morning medication. Once he's finished his coffees, I put him into his um, into his chair with the hoist. And um, and then at eight o'clock, then I head down to my plants. Um, I don't keep my plants on timers. My feminized because i want I, I literally want to be down there twice a day um and <laughs> <been> making,
0: on, <laughs> on and off the lights yourself yeah
1: yeah uh, to make sure like i checked them like like my veg tents on a timer it's on yeah. an eighteen, but my flower tents aren't um because basically when they're in flower like if anything goes wrong i would be raging so mm-hmm. i like if there's any like i check them twice a day there's any moisture any mold anything like that um, I check them any defoliation needs to be done, I do it any low stress training, and I do it in the morning. And then I just turn the lights off and um, come back up. And, um, and then if I have to go to town or anything, I'll do that early. Um, because I know that he's just been to the bathroom and he's dressed and he's got his—he's medicated like his grand. Yeah. Um, if I have to roll joints, I'll do that before I go. Uh, if he doesn't have any left from the night before, mm-hmm. um, then around 11, I'll give him his breakfast. Then when I get back around 11 o'clock, he will go for a nap. He'll wake anytime between two and four. Uh, so when he's in bed, then I like do his meds, roll his joints. If I have to ring people or fill in forms or ring doctors or whatever, I do that. Um, and if I have to do transplants, I do that when he's in bed. Like if I have to, a plant that needs to go into a beer pot, I do it like during the day because it's getting too dark in the fucking mornings now to do fucking anything. <laughs> um, and then I, when he gets up, then I drain his bladder. I come in the house, I drain his bladder again I bring him back up here, I put him into his chair, I give him a joint, I give him his meds, and then the whole cycle goes again. That Then around six, I get up and do the dinner um, and any dishes like from earlier in the day. And then once that's done, like I'll feed him then, um, and then I'll have my dinner. And um, and then around eight, then I go back down and turn the lights on <laughs> and um, check them again. Yeah. And. I, that has worked well for me because I've spotted a few things that could have been problems that I wouldn't have spotted if they were on a timer and I was too lazy just you now couldn't be arse going down to check on them like um so it's it's been good but then I come back up at eight o'clock I put my mother on her zoom rosary <laughs> and then I watch MasterChef <laughs> and then he'll like we might watch a movie if he's up to it or whatever um I'll have a smoke and um, just relax then because most of the work is done. If he needs a shower, he has it after his nap, but it's, it's an awful lot of work on him. And yeah. um, like, he does be really tired after it. He can only do it like three times a week. It, it would really, it just wipes him out completely for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time now I wash him. He can't wash himself anymore. And I dry him and I put him in his dressing gown in the hoist and then back up. And I help him brush his teeth and do that every day yeah and then he goes to bed around 11 and then i have a couple of hours into myself just smoke and listen to a bit of music
0: well fair, fair play like that that's um incredible dedication there uh to, to your partner um so well well done he's he's actually incredibly lucky to have a person like that in his uh in his life <laughs> Yeah, and, and then the, the, you come with the ability to grow his medicine too, which is uh, um, just a real cherry on top of it, of it then. Oh, thank so. you,
1: Martin, you sweetheart.
0: <laughs> no, no problem at all. Um, so, so I suppose with your husband's um, condition, you said it kind of all started back in 2007 um, when it started. Um, was cannabis always kind of central to treating some of the symptoms there? Or when, when did he realize that, like, hey, this cannabis I was using actually was... Um, providing medicinal benefits
1: you see we used to buy hash right because we were fucking poor, and um, so <laughs> that's all we ever bought and then when um so it was doing something it was keeping things at bay but it wasn't like you know he'd still get the twitches he'd still get the optic neuritis more often mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. what he does now um but when like when the pandemic started obviously you couldn't get hash because like you couldn't get hash for a lot of money up here and um uh, all you could get was green uh, flour, like, and it was 260 euros for a half an ounce, and that wow. would do him a fortnight. Found- yeah. 260.
0: Oh my God. Yeah that's crazy so
1: we were broke fucking buying it like absolutely fucking smashed and i was stressed a bit because even if like i had the money i wouldn't always be able to get it on time and then you'd have three or four days of just watching them go down 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 down
0: yeah. and get
1: worse worse and worse and that was the worst of it like because we went but when he really discovered that it did work medically was when we went to colorado mm-hmm. and we, we took a holiday after he retired um and he tried we went over there so he could try the legal stuff and like there was a whole tourism kind of thing over there for it. So I was able to book like a car to pick us up from the airport, bring us to the dispensary, bring us to the hotel and rent out a vaporizer to use in the hotel room. Um, because it's like a desktop vaporizer type thing and yeah. plug it in. And yeah, it was great. Like um, it was great for him. And he, he landed in color. Like we were so bad when he, we were leaving Dublin, like the guy behind us gave up his first class seat for him. No because he couldn't walk the plane, yeah so Jeez. he wrote business class and i was like and me and her man were like sitting in the back um but he was lovely like it was a really nice thing and i think i don't i don't think he would have had as great a time if he hadn't been able to rest properly on the way over
0: yeah um,
1: and uh <clears throat> so like when he got back on the plane then to leave he walked to his
0: seat after being in Colorado, medicating for the yeah. and he was on
1: he was on a cruise ship as well, like a wobbly cruise ship, and he was walking around Grant.
0: Yeah, and and can I just ask um the fourteen grams of cannabis the the half ounce that's two sixty um how long would that like last uh, if for, for mm-hmm. your two weeks you would get out of it?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so that that's a bit longer than others. Uh, I think there there's like um there's like Health Canada I would recommend for some people up to three grams a day. Which you know, going yeah. by those numbers, um, but but would we you just, be stretching it at that at two weeks? Or yeah, you yeah, oh it?
1: yeah, because um, I'd have to like I had just basically telling you can have one joint every two hours and that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah, so you are rationing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't. When this all dries, I'm hoping I won't have to do that anymore.
0: Yeah. Nice. Um,
1: but I can already see like the bit that I dried out and he smoked is already starting to make a little bit of a difference. Like he's a bit steadier in himself, like he's not wobbling as much when he tries to sit up because mm-hmm. he can't sit up. Like he, he, if he sits up, he'll just keep falling back. Um, but now you can kind of see a bit of steadiness coming in his shoulders when he tries to come forward. So it's it's good to see that it's starting to work. Right. And in about a week now, he'll have got hopefully about three or four months supply of it if hopefully longer but i don't fucking know I, like i'm i i'm just like i don't want to jinx anything until i get past the stage where mold could be a fucking thing you know
0: yeah that's it don't count your eggs before they hatch yeah. or don't count your yeah. chickens before they hatch
1: <laughs> the only other thing then is that i have no home help, and i've never had respite and um, so all the stuff that i told you that i do like i do it on my own and I've, nobody else ever does it with me like
0: seven days a week 364 days a year
1: yeah, I haven't had a day off since he left work. Like, I haven't had a night. Off. I had one night off because he was in the hospital for a sleep study, and but it wasn't even really because I had to sit with him in the hospital till nine o'clock that night and come back from nine o'clock the next morning.
0: I'd imagine, um, given in that situation, you're probably a part of other groups uh, with partners uh, who look after their partner in similar situations. Um, would you find any groups like that in here in Ireland? Or um,
1: no, uh, I don't. And um, like, I don't. Uh, like, there's some Facebook groups. I'm not really in, I'm not part of fam- Like, my family care, saying as this is anonymous, yeah. I can fucking say it. Um, my family care is Ireland rep just will not ring me back. Okay, <laughs> the definitely. one from my area just will not ring me back. No matter how many voicemails I leave her, no matter how many times she tells somebody that knows me that she's going to do it, she just won't. And, and is there um, any reason
0: I, for that? Is it, have you been fought off? No, I've never even position? spoken
1: to the woman in my life. I don't know um and uh so i would like that's literally it. i've never spoken to
0: her strange um, why i was going to ask in that i suppose is but what would be the situation for another person like in that situation in terms of respite like how often would a person get respite from like how well, often would they get home health coming in and to give well, you I, kind for, of like a couple of days for yourself to recover and
1: for his uh, he can get to I think he I have him to go into a respite center is there's an MS respite centre in Dublin for a week or maybe two weeks, I don't know. Um but I just I have some paperwork that I'm waiting just to come through and I can't basically book him in until all of that is sorted. Um it's just it's completely separate, but he's just he needs to be here in case I need him to go and see somebody or or whatever. Um but, but the problem so,
0: then is if he goes in there, he won't be able to use his cannabis then while he's in there yeah
1: i'm hoping i'm hoping it, like i can just roll him a lunchbox for him let him, but if they don't it's, um, <laughs> I uh, think the
0: smell would be a problem for him maybe <laughs> i don't
1: know but like his bro like his whole family lives in dublin so okay uh, they'll be able to come like i if if i can't i'll just leave it with his brother-in-law or or with his yeah. brother or his, kid, uh, his son like and they can go in with it
0: yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate. Like even in America, where uh, medical cannabis is tolerated in certain states and legalized in certain states, their their hospitals still can't work with patients. You know, patients still have to sneak in their cannabis. So over, even over in America, it's still like so. Um, I suppose we've we've a bit to go, but you know, hearing how cannabis has benefited your husband, I would hate to think what it would be like for him to have two weeks without it inside of there. You know, if if these kind of episodes yeah, were uh... to come on. It'd be unfortunate. Um, unfortunate.
1: I, was, I was thinking about maybe just making them some edibles
0: mm-hmm.
1: and seeing if, if I made some really strong ones. Um, I could send those in with them. Yeah,
0: well, that would be probably the only way you could um, uh, camouflage or, the use of it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: because you see, I dry trim, and I know everybody says that you shouldn't do that, but I don't fucking care. Um, but I keep all the dry trim so that I can use it to make creams and make like of butter and stuff like that um so that's the plan, anyway.
0: Yeah, no, well, um, and I don't think any there's no wrong way. Well, there is wrong ways to do it, like, <laughs> but, but dry trim and a wet trim. And I think it's just down to personal preference, really. Yeah, uh, like, it's it's gonna I, be it's I, something I was um, doing with my daughter a while ago in maths. There's like there's more than one way to do it, some,
1: <laughs> um, but it's it, it, no, but uh, to answer a previous question, I would should probably have people in here every day.
0: Every day, yeah, really. Yeah,
1: because the hoist that he has, like, right, the they, the the OT, God bless her. She came, she showed me how to use it a couple of times, and then she left me with a, an instruction book, and then she left. And um, and like the instruction book, the first thing it says in bold writing is, "This needs to be operated by two people."
0: <laughs> and two people.
1: <laughs> but it's just me. Like it's always yeah. just me. Um. So. Like it's a bit bizarre, um, but like I can't take the chance because you see the worst possible thing that could happen was that somebody confiscated my smoke and he didn't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Me burning out, I can handle that. Like um, I've been handling that for many years now. Like it's taken off a lot to break me um but if he what would break me is if I had all like because I do love my plants I love growing if I had all my plants taken off me, like I'd be devastated I think it would actually break me more like those would be the two worst things that could possibly happen him having no smoke and me having no plants to go <laughs> <laughs> so um that's because uh, the plant growing is the only thing that really gets me through the hard days like because it's something that i can just go and do or even when you're trimming like you don't really have to be thinking about anything you're just looking at this board with a pair of scissors in your hand like it's really good for like clearing the mind and just stick on a podcast or some music and away you go like um and now uh, ask me in two weeks if i still feel this way (laughs) because (laughs) i have to dry track that entire thing my fucking self um (laughs) but yeah no i do enjoy it like
0: yeah, I've I've had some good uh, trimming sessions myself. I've uh, often dropped in and helped out uh, a few friends, but it it can be quite meditative. We we might start off uh, all chatty, but like you're two hours in, and next there's just silence in the room, and you realize, hey, we haven't talked for the last minute, like a half hour, <laughs> or, like and everybody's just off in their own little zone, like just, and it's nice. It's, it's really good for the head. Like, because it really grounds? It you, brings you into the present kind of and uh, engages you with your thoughts and stuff like that. I, I really enjoy enjoyed uh, that that as well um and yeah as you say though um after like eight hours of it you're just kind of like thank god I'm done with that blisters in your hands Um, and everything
1: (laughs) I don't even think I'm gonna be able to do it all I think I'm just gonna have to jar up some of it and then trim it later but um it's just like like I can't I I don't even think the videos really tell you how big it is because it's I I just can't like I really can't believe it I really can't believe that I grew it that big um I'm not like I never ever thought like in my life if you'd asked me like 10 years ago uh would you be, you'd be living if you would told me 10 years ago I'd be living back in my mass house growing weed <laughs> I would have fucking laughed at you I would have laughed at you like um and- so it is it's, it's a bit mental um but it's great like I am very happy uh doing it like I, it really does bring me a lot of joy
0: yeah, it seems like you're incredibly empowered by by the act of doing that. You know, being able to provide your own cannabis, but as I suppose, the most important thing for you is to um, have cannabis for your husband. Um, like that, that must be an incredibly empowering thing to do. And it's it's just you have to wonder why the government are not allowing people to do this. You're you're able to be like you you would be no burden on the state as such. Like you're in fact like because of your growing cannabis, you're almost less of a burden because you're not getting the home help that you're actually entitled to um and any of the other kind of uh, care and assistance well, that would be the, there too
1: when, when people talk about like family cares saving the, saving the state 15 to 20 billion euros a year what they're actually saying is we steal 15 to 20 billion euros off these family cares every year and we don't pay them a living wage we don't give them pension rights we don't give them respite we don't give them holidays mm-hmm. so i really don't think it's a boastful thing to say um but yeah the the growing like ms because there's no cure there's nothing you can do all you can do is just sit and watch treat it, um, yeah.
0: it
1: like the, you can't treat it like you just oh, have sorry to
0: treat the symptoms watch. of it sorry
1: yeah exactly you just have to sit there and watch as they get worse and worse but mm. growing cannabis kind of stopped me from feeling that way because he's kind of he is getting worse but like it's nowhere near as fast and like it's nowhere near as bad as it would be if he didn't yeah. have it or,
0: and because that was something you were talking about earlier, I suppose, with your husband's condition and everything that you faced. That you found that incredibly hard yourself, and you found yourself in the, kind of battling about of depression. And cannabis is yeah. like as you say, shining a shining light there for you, like the, yeah. to hold it of a uh, deep there hole of depression.
1: Yeah, it's a fucking drag, Martin. But what can you do? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, basically, I went through like two antidepressants. I went to a counselor. I did all the fucking mindfulness and the fucking all that shit that they tell you that you should do. And, and then they just eventually turned around and said, it's not like, it's basically your life. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's the fact that you're looking after somebody with a terminal illness is making you fucking depressed. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing we can give you. That's going to change that. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, it's driving your, your condition.
1: Yeah. So, uh, That was that sucked an awful lot. Like, um, I mean, I kind of felt then that's just the way I was just gonna feel forever, and and I felt that way for like maybe two years or so, and like I wasn't like going anywhere. I wasn't seeing anyone. I was like I would go out with the dog, and but like my head would be down. Like I wouldn't want to talk to anyone, and um, I I just I kind of just closed, just closed up, and um. It wasn't until like the pandemic then happened, uh, my mental health improved. I'm probably the only person in the fucking country whose mental health got better during a fucking global pandemic. But um, I felt like, you know, we're trapped in the house all the time and I have been for like a really long time. And um, so, when everybody else was trapped in the house, it didn't really feel as bad. I know that sounds really terrible. Yeah. Um. But I think it felt like people understood us a little bit more, like his family definitely understand us a little bit more now Um. and what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then like, when you start kind of growing and it's not just like, the growing, like you know, you're growing it for medicine. Yes, you're growing it to help someone, and it's making you feel better about yourself because you're actually able to improve their condition. It's also like a really creative outlet. Um, when you're like planting them and watching them grow and like trimming them up, like it is kind of arty. I I think it's very arty, and um, I I love it. I like I really do. And I have some really cool pink strains that I'm going to be growing soon. Oh, and lovely.
0: <laughs> lovely yeah no, uh, there, there's no denying though that gardening is incredibly therapeutic w- when it's going right for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm not gonna lie i have
1: not been sleeping the last couple of weeks thinking about this harvest i'm very like i've been waiting for it for so long now i'm just oh. like oh my god um just can we get past the mold stage please and then i'll be all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> fingers crossed anyway we, we light a candle down here and uh, i'll say a few prayers <laughs> <laughs> um and i suppose just um on the, the topic of growing and and your situation there is is the worry of the inter, like the, the authorities coming in is, is that like always at the front of your mind or is it something that you you try to keep at the back of your mind or is it something I, you've I no try, problem
1: with I, I fucking try not to think about it because i know it would rack my mental health mm.
0: um
1: but at the same time if i was caught and i did have to go to court like, um, you know, I would use it as a way of getting, drawn attention to what's happening and the way that patients are being treated. And I would be like, onto Gino Kenny, and I would be onto you, and I would be onto the fucking papers. I'd be emailing Ephemer, I'd be doing everything to try and get someone to talk to me. Like I've already had articles in, like that article in the Business Post, where I've spoken to a journalist about it. Um, so it, it would be the worst thing in the world for me but it would be very good for the movement of legalizing cannabis as awful as that is to say so if it did happen like the only way i'd be able to survive it is to think about how it could positively actually help someone or help us all or all the patients in the country get access to what they need I'm I'm gonna you, really I bet you you have really
0: goals, like honestly
1: <laughs> um if i am um, like i know it, it scares the life out of me it really does even thinking about it like is is it really scary because like I, I as i told you like i was always like the good girl so the idea of getting arrested just oh my god it terrifies the fucking life out of me but like I'd be very respectful and just saying this and I've already talked to his MS nurse and they said, if I get caught, they'll give me a letter (laughs) for court because you see he has it, he can get a prescription for the legal stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's 500 Mm -hmm. euros every time like, and you can't claim that back from the state. So oh, it's because this
0: no is uh, spasticity related MS is, yes,
1: that is what they would give him and that's they don't cover that but in,
0: in terms of and the conditions though isn't MS is included but it's only a particular type of MS isn't it like there's a no, few.
1: It's, all, it's, it's, it's all MS but the drug that they give you for the MS is not approved for the refund scheme
0: okay. so you know the way
1: like Vera kind of gets it and then she gets the money back I would have I wouldn't get any money back I would just have to buy it yeah. So it's legal yeah. for somebody who's rich enough to afford mm-hmm. um, uh, to afford a, a cannabis prescription. Yeah. But it's and not would legal. you not
0: be um, interested in the ministerial license for the Bedrocan products at all um, from Holland? Or is that same issue there with the funding?
1: Um, I, don't, I haven't really looked at the Bedrocan because the only one that the MS say, nurse said he would get is Sativex.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I would definitely um, maybe explore that one again, just just out of um, just to leave no leaf unturned, <clears throat> because um,
1: yeah, it's it's for so that's uh, that's what they'd be giving them.
0: Yeah, um, they they definitely have the products there within the um, Bedrockan range as as well. They they have the the oils there that would be for um, conditions like that. I mean, as well.
1: I'll have a look at it and I might ring them about it, but honestly, uh-huh. like. I mean, I'd be afraid of then getting this prescription and giving up my grow and then it not being as good as just the actual band. Because that's oh, what I think would happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually what I think would happen. I don't think it would be as effective for him because the stuff I grow is strains that I picked for him. Mm-hmm. It's not like just a drug that was made to treat everybody's MS. This is the strains that I picked to treat his. Um, everybody's different like when it comes to MS. So yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> these are the ones that work best for him because everything he has tried everything has not worked except for this
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like it's so heartbreaking to see all like it, all the effort he went to like to try and and do all he was supposed to do to manage it and and take all the drugs and do everything and just none of it makes a fucking difference like all he does is just get worse so seeing the cannabis lift him out of that I just don't know if if uh, if some pharma drug could do the same thing, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I'm skeptical of it, but like I can get it. I can get the letter for court if I need it. Mm. Um, I well, don't. Let's
0: hope you don't ever need it.
1: Uh, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no, I am fairly secluded. Like, and I keep, I keep like you, you know me, right? Um, your man from R420 shop place knows me uh podge knows my name and then there's one other guy whose name in the chat i can't remember knows my name and that's it nobody else you're the only people i talk to about it like <laughs> do you know what I mean? so um that's kind of where we're at now so i am very careful about who i tell um yeah. the only time the only time any like obviously my in-laws know because um i grow for my brother in law as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but I uh, that's it
0: yeah, but then yeah. the nurse then, the, the nurse just knows that he uses cannabis, but doesn't know that she grow cannabis. I
1: may have let it slip in front of her, and she said, I did not hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that you grow it, is it? You let that slip? Okay. <laughs> well, she, fair wanted, or...
1: she was literally, we were literally in the middle of a conversation where she was like, I don't know why they don't just give it to people. I've got 20 patients with MS, 10 of them take cannabis, and they all say it helps. Um, so, really at this point the government uh it's all down to lobbying right mm-hmm. so we there's so many big pharma country companies in this country funneling their fucking profits through here so they don't have to pay any taxes on them yeah um and they have just captured it like Stephen donnelly's suing the eu um over fucking um what is this that's, that's yeah. a hemp plant or something yeah. like that, the cbd or whatever the fuck it is
0: yeah, that, that's like, the uh, European Court of Justice ruling yeah. on the Cannavale case. Yeah,
1: And he, um and they like, there's a few years back he was all talking about decriminalisation before he got away for power. Like, yeah. look at him now. Like, yeah, um, there's somebody um, who's
0: got their, their hand up his, uh, his rear end and they're doing, you know, he's, he's just a puppet for the, the party. That's it. He was put in yeah. a position and uh, he's just doing the bidding for the, the party, really. He's no interest okay. in the people.
1: I know and there's no like I mean when you think about it our courts and our justice system are so backed up if we dropped everybody's cannabis possession charges we'd free up so much fucking time Yeah. and like all these fucking seizures every time I see a cab seizure on the telly right all I see is all these fucking Rolexes and cars and houses and that's all tax money if that was legal that would all be fucking in the coffers like getting spent on housing or getting spent on health And so if like at this point, like the question has been answered, like does keeping it illegal erase the demand for it? And the answer is no. The answer to that is fucking no. So where does the state then have a moral obligation to legislate and regulate on behalf of their own citizens? When it's something like what we're the highest or the second highest cannabis users in Europe.
0: Yeah, we're up there in the highest uh, 70% yeah. uh, in that recent euro bear. So, like,
1: like, that's nearly one in five people, like, and you're just telling one in five people to go and buy it off the Kinnahans or the UVF? Yeah, Jesus Christ, like, that's, it's it's economic dereliction to allow that to continue, right? Mm-hmm. It's also, um, it's also fucking morally bankrupt. And, but there's, there's, like, industries, especially, like, the legal industry, all that, they make so much money off this shit, like, and the guards like, what are they going to do if they're not chasing down some fucker for weed? They might actually investigate a few rapes every now and again. Oops, or some corruption. We might actually end up with a banker in prison. Yeah. Hmm, that can't happen though. Um, so it's uh, it's really at this point like. The only, the only, like you're here in Fianna Fáil, there's a Fianna Fáil TD talking about it, but only because literally two days before he started talking about it, Jeff Bezos has come out and said he wants it. And Mm -hmm. the only reason he wants it is so that he can control the market for it. And if if it gets legislated for under this government, um, like Gino's bill is not going to pass. I love him, right? But there's no way they're going to let that pass at all, even though they really should. Like they'd never give a left-wing party a win like that, even if they did agree with it. No, and um, so if it is legislated for in this government it would be going to people like fucking pfizer or it'll be going to um or it'll be going to jeff bezos to and not the fucking farmers who actually need the revenue and need well, the loose like
0: that's so, what it's kind i don't of know at the moment like you even see <clears throat> the likes of snoop Dogg there i was covering the 420 news earlier and he's investing yeah, I 13, saw
1: that, yeah.
0: yeah 13 million into a portuguese medical cannabis company but meanwhile you're here you've, you're forced to grow your own you, you can't even invest into your own little, uh, non-profit community collective cannabis grow for ms patients in your area because you do it for your husband and you're like well look maybe there's another patient out there who needs it and i could do it for them too you know and i
1: would do it well that's the thing i'd love to do it yeah i'd love to have them all like <laughs>
0: But um, It's just I messed up that that's the situation that, that like yeah, if, if I... we've got millions in the bank, you're allowed to take part in the industry. But if you're a patient sick, it's like, no, 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 it's sorry, you, you sit back there. So quiet down. Cannabis isn't medical at all. There's not enough evidence. But meanwhile, there's people literally handing over millions upon millions of euro investing into the med- medical potential of cannabis and, and trying to find their patented products before the, the, the prohibition falls down because they have to make their money in that window like, if cannabis prohibition goes away and you can legally grow your plants freely um there's not as much money for these companies like the the 13 million there from snoop dogg into that company there's not uh, much money there for these investors it goes away so they're they're all rushing now at the moment to try to get in there and this this narrow window before and it is it's it's a narrow window cannabis prohibition is going to end it might not be with gino kenny's will um. Although I do believe that if, if we can get a strong enough movement to people here in Ireland, we can force the hand of the government. I believe we could force the hand of the government um on, on the ground of human rights if we if we all just uh, went out and sp- marched, you know, in in solidarity with people like yourself and um, for your husband, mm-hmm. Alicia Maher, the the, the many yeah. other patients out there without cannabis suffering, you know, relying on criminals. Like if we all just went out there and marched for them, we, we could really change this law overnight and. uh it's something that we just can't forget. We the people have much more power than the people in power. Like. Exactly,
1: yeah, I mean, I would love to think that they would, would legalise it. I really would, but I'm just, I, I'm so depressed from our politics. Like, it actually, I can't even look at it sometimes. It just brings me down. Like, I just have no faith they can do anything. But yes, if we all decided to, like, march on the doll, that would be great. If we had more people saying, like, what I'm going to say right now which is like this is the loneliest I've ever been in my life I can't talk to anyone I can't go anywhere I can't have anyone in the house like um mm-hmm. I the only people that I really talk to as very pathetic as that sounds is in the chat near thing or like my stepdaughter who's like my best friend <laughs> and um and we talk all the time she, she's not That's that nice. much younger than me, like, so um huh
0: that that's nice that uh you've uh you can confide in uh, your stepdaughter darren yeah uh.
1: yeah well she's uh she's not that much younger than me but she's pretty great like um but that's like it's so fucking lonely when you like i can't even talk to anyone about it like and it's my passion and i cannot talk to anyone about it like imagine if like you love playing hurling and then you were like a really great hurler but you couldn't talk to anyone or tell anyone that you played it like it's fucking awful it, i'm dying to talk to people all the time about it and
0: yeah, it would um, eat up with you. It would make you remain silent in a room because the thing that you want to talk about, you can't talk about. So you're always thinking of what what else can I talk about outside of this thing that I want to talk about? Yeah. You're always dancing like, around the thought in your head. And, and that's very tiring as well in itself, like on top of everything else you're already doing. Yeah. So again, and, another victim of prohibition right here.
1: <laughs> exactly. My fucking social life. Um, but yeah, I know, like I love talking about it. Like it's basically It's really like, I'm I'm going to give myself a PhD in weed if I can manage it. and just keep learning as much as I can now when I'm stuck in the house and and do what I can to make it better. But like, if there was uh, like, if an MS patient approached me, like I don't think I could say no. And I would just, I just, I wouldn't even charge. I just give them some because I just don't think it's morally right to charge people for medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it's just not morally right to be doing what what our government is doing. And um especially, uh,
0: especially when it's a plant, like it's it's. Literally, it's I, 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 when I was talking about the other day, if you were growing a lettuce out your back garden and if your neighbour wanted a bit of lettuce, sure you'd give it to them. You give them a couple of heads. There's exactly a heads yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, we're growing out the back garden. Sure, it's no cost to me. But meanwhile, this cannabis plant—it's it's just like it's—it's it's almost treated like you know that that not that, uh, know gold dust, like it's so valuable. But it's only valuable because of the prohibition. We 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 lose sight of the fact that it's—it's it's yeah, a plant. that exactly. grows in about the same period of time yeah. it takes to grow ahead of lettuce. And why are like, we valuing it?
1: They find it in tombs in the pyramids. They find it in the fucking Andes. They find it everywhere. Like it's yeah. been grown in. The, it was grown in this country for like something like ten thousand years before it was ever criminalized and it was only ever criminalized as a way of targeting black and latino people in the states
0: and then that whole
1: propaganda just spread so um like all we are basically we legislated for some for this is a racist law like and that's all it is that's really how it was all rooted in racism and now we are all fucking paying the price for it like
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, just even the word, I, I've done a whole episode on it, like, but just the word marijuana, that that, that was yeah. coined by a bunch of racist dudes that were like, yeah, well, it's
1: so Spanish. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's like this media campaign they ran heavy handed back then. And you think about a media campaign, the power of it back in the 1920s and 30s, when oh. the only uh, form of like uh, news and stuff was the media, you know, the newspapers like we all have uh, the power of these devices now, we can go on and get all our own independent media channels on, online today. But back then you didn't. So you had a few individuals controlling the press and these people had uh, an agenda there and to keep cannabis, like to demonize cannabis was uh, a part of that agenda. Because you just mm-hmm. as well at the same time had the ending of alcohol prohibition. Um, mm-hmm. So with the ending of alcohol prohibition, they needed something else for these agents of prohibition to go after. And it's like, oh, well, we have this thing here that the, all these uh, Mexicans and these ja- jazz music, mu- uh, musicians are uh, consuming. Let, let's use that to go after them. Mm-hmm. And in the 60s, 70s, then it was the, the hippies and the black people of the civil rights movement. So it's like, all right, let's have a war on drugs. But in effect, it was. It was a war on black people and hippies. And exactly. and that's what we're seeing, now. 50 years on from that. And here, here we are. And you're another victim of this this long, yeah we're, we're living
1: in the fucking reagan years it's, it's a fucking ridiculous life but um i don't know if you've ever heard of a tv show called penny dreadful city of angels but it's set in los angeles around that time and it's about like the rise of fascism on the right in the united states at the time and it, it does kind of show you that, like that media thing and like how all these little racist fucking shits were in charge of everything and Oh, it, it just makes you angry, like because we have to live with the legacy of that, and it's not just like that law. There's so many other laws that we are now living with, and that don't make any sense at all. like mm-hmm. They don't make any sense at all. But do you know what the, the real killer
0: is? You know, <laughs> the very first law that existed around cannabis, it, it actually made a lot of sense. And do you know what that law was? It, it was yeah. if, if you were a farmer back in the uh, the early days of, of America in the plant when there were plant uh, planta- the plantations. Um, mm-hmm. you were required by law to grow hemp on your land, you grow cannabis on your land. If you didn't grow cannabis on your land, you would get like massive fines. And that was because cannabis was such um, a, a utilised crop at the time for like sales, for clothes, for food, for animal feed. It, it was ridiculous. It was so used. And I, I think even, even Vera talked about something there the other day on, um, on the Simple Life uh, podcast session on an interview. Um, but she talked about how CBD would have been um, yeah. intertwined. Well, cannabinoids would have been kind of a, a part of our food system uh, based yeah. upon kind of our agricultural practices, that if we were growing these, uh, this cannabis plant, the, the hemp plant, as they, they might have called it, um, that we were using that to feed the animals. But the cannabinoids from that then uh, was getting it, were getting into the animals. And then we were consuming the, the, okay. the milk and the cheese from the animals, you know, the, the, even the meat from the animals, the eggs from the animals and these would carry the cannabinoids or maybe some other precursors there that are now missing from our food chain because we no longer yeah. do this. We switched over to the fucking corn and, and all sorts of nasty, yeah, like we, we were like something. eating sick animals now.
1: I know, like it's mental, isn't it? When you think about it, like did you, like imagine how shit the world has gone ever since like the 1930s, like has anything really, is there, apart from really the sixties, like and the movements and stuff and the music, there hasn't really been a great time ever since. Everything's been pretty fucking shit. <laughs> like people's mental health been get worse. People's health, they're getting, Like even though they're long, living longer, they're a lot more unhealthy. And a lot of that is to do with like the food pyramid that they made in the 70s. And I think a lot of it, all of the mental health issues that come now, I think a lot of this really stems from the fact that we're not we don't have that like our brains have cannabis receptors Mm -hmm. and we're not consuming it anymore like as part of our normal diets like we used to and also a very random fact is that hens love cannabis leaves
0: (laughs) Uh, who oh hens
1: yeah they do they love cannabis leaves
0: yeah yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) you have a few hens yourself you do
1: no um i know a grower that has them and like he was carrying his plant through the garden and the hen just jumped up and like
0: Robbed a leaf off the plant. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, my friend has uh, a few outdoor plants and uh, I've called a boy, you know a look at them a few times and I've had the dogs with me and the dogs love eating the shade leaves. They love eating them. And, really? Uh, yeah, my, my my two dogs loved it anyway and uh, his did as well. No problems a lot, they just go over and um, munch on a few uh, shade leaves. And like, there's no worry there, like obviously, you know, shade leaves, they they've very little or uh, no cannabinoids mm-hmm. not gonna get the dog yeah. high at all. Um, but yeah, they they seem to have a nice preference for, for it. Um it's kinda of like you ever see them when they go eat uh, they they were like very fussy about what blade of grass they'd eat. Yeah, oh for
1: fuck's sake, They, they, my dog they didn't care eat.
0: what leaf they they ate off of that plant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, he uh, he wouldn't need a cannabis plant, but I'm pretty sure he's fucking stoned all the time because he he licks my husband, and I'm like, it must be like licking at a psychedelic tree frog at this stage. <laughs> Every time he licks, he just gets high. <laughs> oh,
0: lovely. There, um, green tea. You you haven't uh, had any um interactions yourself um in the past with the 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 authorities, no?
1: No, no, no. I'm I'm a quiet girl. <laughs>
0: thankfully yeah no that's good long may may that continue but did you ever get on easy then when when you're around them or or anything like that you ever worry like that oh crap i smell like cannabis and there's a guard there
1: (laughs) i don't go anywhere
0: anywhere. so
1: um like i would never bring my smoke out of the house um so like if i was going somewhere i'm going to the park or whatever like i just bring the dog and i come home and have a smoke when i come home but like i am careful about making sure that it doesn't go anywhere because the wor- like what what I, uh, the other thing that I'd be extremely worried about is that people finding out that I was doing it here and then coming and trying to break in the house to see if I have yeah. any
0: Try to steal uh, your cannabis
1: uh, yeah so I I'm very very careful about taking it anywhere lovely um, like. I just I, I wouldn't I know that's probably very boring like I probably would if I was going somewhere for the day I'd probably fill, fill my vape and just bring it with me mm-hmm. um, and that would do me like yeah. and I'd, I have them we joint cone thingies you know for putting the joints in so if he was going somewhere I'd just put them in there and take them and that would do me but so, um like we don't i don't really I, I, just i'm i'm super fucking careful with it i just don't take it anywhere yeah no
0: that's, that's good there and uh it was just that when i was thinking you were telling me you were growing the uh the mendocino skunk uh one of Chung's choice uh ones from paradise seeds um I, i've i've tasted that before in the past and it was uh it was tasty to say the least and i uh, had a lovely smell off it too um and, and and really nice uh tick dense buds as well.
1: <laughs> oh holy shit! Like I had to we were so low that I had cleaned out my keef drawer in the bottom of my grinder, like and then the men the little branch of mendo I took off was dry, so I trimmed it all up and then we were smoking it. And the bottom of my keef draw was nearly full again, like there was so much in the bottom, like and um I can't and that was like I took that branch like a week before I harvested it, which was yesterday. So I think these ones should be even better.
0: Nice. Yeah, they um,
1: lovely. And they do have a lovely flavor like when you get it cured for a few weeks it is lovely. Oh. Nice. If I ever if I do get down your way because I am planning like if I go if he goes to by I'm doing road trips. Um because I love driving. So I was thinking of maybe going to West Cork and seeing if I could spot a few whales. I think it will probably be too late in the year for though. But if I That's did I'm probably if you yeah, I drop you in a wee bud, but I've got like a jack harer coming out next week, and then I've got a Le- a boba cush two weeks after that, and a lemon haze two weeks after that, and then probably a sour diesel two weeks after that. So I'm always going to have something to bring with me, like.
0: yeah, nice. So I, and,
1: and, I have. I don't plant like four at once, and then I I can only do one at a time because I don't have the time or the room to harvest four plants. Like nice, um, and so is- I just kind of do it one after the other.
0: Is your strain selection um, always aimed at um, medicine for your husband, or do you um, uh, have personal preference for stuff yourself as well?
1: Yeah, um, Lemon Candy by Philosopher Seed is my favorite. Um, candy, it's my nice. favorite. I have a, I have one. I've just put it into flower. It is what is it? It's Lemon OG and Amnesia Haze mm-hmm. crossed. Um, so it's it's a really good antidepressant. It's the best antidepressant I've ever taken. Nice. Um, and I love any kind of lemon strains like that. I love Bloody Skunk by Sweet Seeds. Um, and I have, I am growing, um, a few new strains. Uh, that, oh, and I like Northern Lights. I grew one of them. It was lovely. Um nice. But anything with lemon in it, I have a strain that I want to try. It's called Tropicana Poison. They're like pink buds. They come out bright pink. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like 24% THC. Um, I have this other one. is called Gorilla Girl by Sweet Seeds that I want to try, and it's um thirty two percent THC. I actually want to get it for him to see if he's on his really bad days, like would it help? Yeah. And um, so those are like fast flowering autos. They're nine weeks from seed to harvest. Like so.
0: Yeah. So, um, so for your husband, um if you they are looking for th- those kind of higher THC strains, uh, is that what you'd be looking for, or would you be going for? um Kind of the indica dominant. Would you be going for that, or would you be looking at the THC? Uh,
1: it's indica dominant that I go for, but I do want to see if it makes any difference if I give him a higher THC one. I just it's just purely an experiment. It's not like it's not like I think it'll. I don't know if it'll do any more for him. Like
0: yeah, because um, you can get sativa varieties with like really high THCs as well, and but the effects yeah, are can be totally the, different.
1: Yeah, the indica he needs because it's the couch lock that relaxes the muscles. Yeah. But my, uh, my Mando, I don't know, like if you tried it right, you know that like for the first, like, like he said to me there um, last week, he was like, this must be good shit because I smoked it. And then I was sitting here really high and I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm going to smoke another bit. And then 20 minutes later, I'm still sitting here and I haven't smoked anything. Else, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was like, you know, it must be doing them all right. Um, so it has like a, a a couch lock but it's not like where it kind of pushes you back in the chair it's kind of just gently takes you and places you back in the chair so you don't fucking know what's happening <laughs> until like 25 minutes later you're sitting there going what the fuck where did all my time go and then it's got like a really nice mental uplift to which he needs as well and um, so that's that's why I picked it like the first time well I picked it the first time because it was I wanted to try one of the Chong's ones and I thought the hybrid was a good compromise. So because I didn't know whether to get the Indica or the Sativa and I just got the hybrid so that's why I got them end up. Um and um that has been that I can't believe I, ca- I just can't believe how big it is. I really can't believe how big it is. But, um, yeah, it has been it's been really fun like experimenting with them all but like I love lemon strains Lemon candy is my favorite. I have a lemon haze that's just gone into flower. I mm-hmm. haven't tried. I've tried that out of the illegal black market, but I've never tried it like growing it myself. So, yeah. Um, And I have, what else do I have going? A Northern Lights and a Bloody Skunk. Nice. I want them for, so. Um, yeah, one, one of my obviously.
0: top three favorites was uh, a lemon skunk uh, from uh, DNA genetics. Uh, got it many years ago. I, I don't know if they have that strain uh, available anymore. Uh, lemon skunk, yeah, it was lemon skunk from DNA Genetics. I, I um, think
1: I have seen it, yeah. The Irish Seed Bank has it, but I don't know if it's the same. seed. uh, the yeah, same... that, that was
0: the problem. Yeah, I don't think it's the same genetics, same line of genetics. The one that I got that time was amazing. I, I think I even got some off them of afterwards, and it was like very similar to it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, I know if there was I do have lemon
1: candy, I'll bring you down a wee bit because if you like lemon skunk, you'll like lemon candy.
0: Nice, it's yeah, really no, fun. I definitely like the, the citrusy ones. Uh, you can really tell yeah. the citrusy yeah. ones too, like it they'd almost make your mouth water rather right, than giving you a cotton mouth that's why exactly. like <laughs> um,
1: one of the ones my favorite ever that i grew was a strawberry kush the smell of it was unreal it, it literally was just like strawberries like you'd walk in amazing to where i grow it and just hit you like go off in the face for the last two weeks or i grew a mexican sativa one time um which is lovely it's by sensi seeds it's really lovely the smell is gorgeous um, but I can, I can only grow one feminized at a time mm-hmm. um, so at the minute it's a lemon candy and I don't I was kind of debating whether to grow another one basically for the winter because I want to grow a double banana cush I have seeds in there that I want to grow but I just I don't want to put myself through that because feminizing in the winter is a fucking nightmare. Like trying to get them done, the cold weather and all that, I just can't be fucking bothered. And plus, okay. the cost is not our slack. Like, so, I'm so just you can go st- with
0: autos, is that
1: yeah? I'll go with the fast flowering autos for the whole winter. I have a, a uh, I've got, like specifically fast flowering ones just to keep them going.
0: Yeah, I
1: have three ready. Like when the Mendo comes out, I have three autos ready to go in under that light, um and then I have they're ready for flower. And, uh, and then I have three more that are vegging. So by the time they're finished flowering, these three should be ready to go in and flower with them. And then I can start the next lot. And that's just how I do it. Nice. Like that.
0: Yeah, that, that'd be handy. An um, extra tenth, all right, will go uh, very even. More nice, Jump if you get those four-week oh. cycles going.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, would you stop? I need a bigger light for that tent, tent uh, that I got. like it's, it's probably, it would take like an SF 7,000. Um. So I'm gonna maybe start saving up for that. And I,
0: I think as much as cannabis is not addictive, like we, we should put like a warning on cannabis growing. It's just like warning you might become addicted.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The growing is very addictive. Like it's it's really exciting watching them all like kind of grow up and and see how they all do. Like yeah. Um. Like I'd love to be like a consultant to go and set up everybody's grows for them. That'd be and you know, set up their tents and their lights and all. What you do, um love to do that for people like but doesn't like i'd love to grow my own i'd love to like breed my own strains these are all the, I, i'd even know lo- i'd even settle for a bomb cleaning business because i'm really good at that as well um, um i don't care just let me do something like because this is like my degree was um in insurance and i got it um while i was working full-time and you had to basically do like continuous professional development every year to keep it so when I dropped out of the workforce, I lost it after two years. Like, So if I want to go back, I have to do the whole thing again. So like, I, I'm i like, fuck it, I already have a skill in this. Can I not just do this? I don't want to have to go back and do all my exams again. Like,
0: Yeah, that's it. Like when, when cannabis becomes legal in Ireland, it's just like, how, how do you put your experience that you've gained uh, over the years, you know, growing it yourself on paper, you know, and, and that was a problem <laughs> for many people in, um, in, in, in the US. I just West. bring them...
1: I'll bring them a bottle of something like her and say, Here, try that and tell me what you Then give it. If you don't fucking like it, then don't give me a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, let your work speak for itself. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully, it'll, it'll come soon, anyway, because um, pe- people like yourself, you know, the, um, it's, it's it's a real valuable thing to have in our community for people to be able to be grown uh, growing, would uh, be so passionate. I suppose first of all, like about this, um, but motivated also, um, to go out there and help people too. Like you seem like uh, again, as I said earlier, like you've got a heart of gold. You're motivated by your desire to want to to help and improve people's lives. Um, so imagine if we were to empower people like yourselves in their communities to be able to set up little grow collectives, not even driven by the motive for profit just for the, the love of the plant and the love of wanting to put smiles in other people's faces um, with or without the use of this plant, you know? Um, it's just a real missed opportunity by our society that we're continuing to keep people like yourself uh, hidden away, locked up, like, like treating them like criminals, you know? like you're, you're one of the bad ones now like in society you're a google like i'm, I'm, Googler, like, I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm horrendous <laughs> i'm a terrible person for growing my husband's medicine farm like and not buying it off a of fucking criminal yeah. like that's the choice to, that's the choice they give you or you fucking grow it yourself and then you do five years for growing it yourself.
0: Yeah, or, or, <laughs> or, or what many people do out there is, um, unfortunately, to just suffer without it. Like my, many people don't even, they're not even brave enough to go and buy it off the criminals. They're like, no, no, I can't break the law.
1: Like somebody with MS, right? If they're just like a normal everyday Joseph person, they might not even know anybody like mm-hmm. where to get it or, or anything like, and I think it's, it's, it is. It's just, I think it's criminally negligent. That's what I think. I think at best that is the kindest way I could put it. I, I, oh, excuse me. The other side of it is that I think it's fucking psychopathic. To be honest, Mm -hmm. I, I don't understand. Like it's all purely motivated by the profits of a few private companies. That's the only reason why it's still illegal here. Like, so morally, I have a real problem with that because it's not like, you know, this government. They don't really give a shit. Like they say they're like law and order, blah blah blah, but they're not like. The fucking tarnishes under investigation for leaking stuff, yeah. um, and that's still going on. And they thought that would have been finished months ago. And now they're, I think they're after finding more messages, so they're way off doing something else. And um, the like the level of corruption going on in there, like they took some of that housing bill right for um that came out over the summer. There's literal bits of that that were just copied and pasted from the developers, what they wanted, like, and put into a bill. So it's not like that. That's that, that. It's not illegal, but that is a crime, like. So yeah. what? The, what you have to now do is like say what's right, do what's right, or do what's legal. That's the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm doing what's right, and if you don't like Better it, man, yeah. you can take me to court.
0: Yeah, well, I, I would gladly support you if you ever end up there. Um, by all means, yeah, um, do keep you. us in the and loop. And if
1: you ever end up there, I will definitely support you too. Oh, thanks very <laughs> much.
0: <laughs> I really appreciate that. Hopefully, neither of us will ever need it.
1: <laughs> but like, I think this would be fairly good evidence to put up on Fortnite. To be honest with you, if I if I was ever, I would just like send that to a couple of this to a couple of listeners or to a couple of journalists. and I'd Just listen, like, because
0: uh, that's an old bear
1: like you you're not doing anyone any favors like and you already like family carers are just completely ignored like we weren't even mentioned in the vaccine rollout like all this talk about your frontline bonus didn't hear a word about family carers because like really nobody gives a shit about us so the only time they would ever pay me any attention is if they were prosecuting me and um, so unfortunately but you you just learn to live with that like cuz these people are just ignorant at the end of the day but if it was their family member Like if it was Leo Varadkar's husband, God forbid, who got uh, MS and he was using cannabis to control it, you'd be damn sure that Leo Varadkar would be getting it for him and there would be no problem.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't skip a heartbeat, that'd be done over uh, a click of a finger, be done. Um,
1: Exactly. But we um, we
0: would probably never hear about it (laughs) though.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, You might hear about it in in an English newspaper, but they never fucking publish it over here. Um, So it it is like it does it does kind of feel like they wouldn't actually really understand it unless they were experiencing it themselves because they have no empathy with people. They can't identify with my situation. They can only identify with it if they're in it themselves. So that's just because they have they have no intention or even the inclination to put themselves in somebody else's shoes and to see what it's like because it is heartbreaking like watching people fight so hard and then getting so little like um and yeah oh, it's a dereliction of duty really is like i'm not gonna give out about that anymore but um that is the one thing like out of everything talking about irish politics and especially like housing and health and then fucking this as well it just it just depresses the life out of I me mean, like i'm involved with local politics and I'm, I'm, i want to step back because it's depressing me so much to to listen to all this and, and to watch it all happen like you're just watching all this and and if you know like and if you follow particularly american politics because in american politics businesses can essentially buy politicians yeah. so when you hear like and um, then there's anti cannabis politicians in the states, right? And you hear them making these fucking ridiculous bullshit arguments that they're being paid to, do, to essentially being paid to say by Big Pharma. And then you turn on Oroctus TV and you see fucking some TD saying the exact same thing. And you know that they're all just talking to the same fucking people. And we will never know about it because they like they just don't kind of as lobbying yeah and like it's not just the tds it's the civil servants around them that get lobbied as well and they don't have to register anything they don't have to tell us who they've been speaking to and they're not elected so it's just it's really hard to to exist in this mm. space sometimes and if you think about it too much and why you're in this space and like because it's all political decisions right it's all of this like the fact that i don't don't i'm homeless right that's political that was a political choice now not to give me access to housing it's a political choice to, to leave me in poverty living on 220 years a week soon to be 224 years a week hey. And it, if, <laughs> it's, a political, it's a political decision then to make my husband suffer because you think you, you, some fucking lobbyist has come in and fade your office a whole pile of bullshit yep. um, for their own for their own benefit and not for the benefit of the Irish people so I just I just want to be away from law now I, I really do I'm, I'm more focused on my cannabis work to be honest and I'm probably more on the activist side like I'm probably going to start doing more of this stuff like and more with trying to get journalists to listen to me and and that stuff than um than trying to do what I'm doing now because it's just it's it's just so it's so hard to sometimes to just look around you and see who's in charge like and whose voices get elevated even if they don't represent the people like or the people's just like exactly like you never hear like you all during the pandemic when you were watching like clairborne live or whatever all you had on was business owners talking about how hard it was you never had a fucking worker on minimum wage on uh, talking about how hard it was and how their bosses were stealing their fucking tips and how they're getting their face screamed at for fucking Fuck all money.
0: Where we're, you uh, have Vera Thumi on the late, late Show. Like if there's ever a woman deserving of a, of a spot in the Late, late Show,
1: it's Vera Thumi. A hero, like she really is. Yeah. And it's all about who they want, not like who we want.
0: Yeah. Right. um were we watching um the recent um geez the the health committee discussion on the medical cannabis access program um it was on
1: uh, i I watched a little bit of it and then I got really upset and I turned it off
0: yeah that that's what i was going to ask How we, what are we what were you feeling um through watching so yeah you had to turn it off yeah but honestly that, I was the exact that, same
1: yeah that was kind of the, the straw that broke the candles back for me i i just and yeah. then the bud so.
0: No, only for me having the the report on it afterwards or to try to understand what they were discussing. I, I I w I didn't want to watch any more than like it was like two minutes in and I was like, I had I had enough already. I was listening to that guy, um, what's his name? Brian um Kendi or or something like that, I uh, was his name. Um and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm I I'm I'm an epilepsy doctor a pediatric epilepsy doctor and uh but but I don't know anything about cannabis. <laughs> but but it's not good for, for uh I'm not good for my patients. It's like Dude, you just admitted you're not an expert in it, but at the same time, you're going to demonize it and speak ill of it. Um, it, it was just really uh, enraging. Um, but yourself, uh, Vera, um, Alicia, no, no nobody was happy with, with that discussion. Like, these guys up there are incredibly out of touch,
1: yeah. And I, honestly, I, I just pieced out, I was like, I am not going to put myself through watching this fucking shit and watch Gino Kenny be treated like the like an insane person mm-hmm. when he's actually the only one in there talking any fucking sense and like that really gets to me like seeing people get made fun of like for doing trying to do the right thing for people and like it really does speak to like the mindset of a lot of our politicians that they see like a politician trying to do the morally right thing for the people of ireland as something to laugh at and to be ridiculed and it's 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 awful like that's that actually oh i i think if any one of them came knocking on my door i would probably be a mixture of like roaring and angry crying them, like get off my property i don't want you here <laughs> you <Yeah>.
0: fucking... <laughs> I, i've had the pleasure of uh running in an election down here against some of them yeah, and that. uh yeah, yeah they're, they're they're like some of them are like they're, they're almost human but then you kind of realize like oh yeah this guy isn't really human he's like he's got like a mask on he's he's yeah you know, he's not showing you who he really is uh, or or she um, that was my experience of uh, some of the politicians there in the way in which they they talked and like hid behind different issues and stuff. Because again, my my thing it was not denying. It was mainly around drugs, drug policy reform, and many of them would agree with me. But then they would talk about but but the party, but the par-, like that that's what it was. always was like they're they're like fucking robots. Like it's like everything yeah. has to be like but the party. It's like I I, I agree with you and I sympathise with you. But the party, like the party comes before you and you don't matter. Like, you know, I agree with you and I sympathize well, with you. But the party. All I'm going to
1: say is you let them fuckers cling on to their Fianna Fáil life rafts and see how fucking far it gets them. Because the next election, those two parties are going to be decimated.
0: Yep. Bye bye.
1: <laughs> and the Greens, while we're oh at gosh. it, they, went in. They, they were even worse. Because they went in promising cannabis legislation. And then literally during like government talks, the only talk there ever was about it was Eamon Ryan on a Zoom call to the Green News saying, Oh, we talked about cannabis, but the other two parties said no. Yeah. And that was it. he didn't try and leverage anything like he could have just said, um, you know, I'm walking away if um if you don't legislate for this and you can go back and face the electorate. Yeah. And see how far you get when Sinn Féin are actually running enough candidates because Uh, like, that would have been the only way to get it done, that would have been the only way to get it done, and that was at the only point, he had all the power to do so many great things that he promised he was going to do, and he didn't do it, so that's, I think, even worse than, like, Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael, because at least they'll fucking tell you, like, you know they're not going to do anything worthwhile for anybody under the age of 55, like, but uh, when the Greens go in, and then promising on stuff, and then not delivering, that's disenfranchises people, like, Big it time. turns people off politics and it turns people off voting like that's even worse.
0: Oh, big, big time. I, I know a lot of people actually disenfranchised by the Green Party's move that time. I know many people who would have voted for the first time and only voted for the Green Party because they spoke so um, in favor of uh, cannabis. And then that's what they got met with, you know, um, two months into the government talk discussions. It's like they just, oh, yeah, we don't care about cannabis. It's like we, we'll take that off the table. No problem at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it's like it's like we're, we're not a chip to be fucking bargained with we're actual people with actual needs and all you're doing is just delaying us getting access to what we want like yeah and just like because it is it's all delay 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 because they know what's going to happen eventually like so why would you not just take the political win mm-hmm. and legislate for it when you're doing so badly like with the people everybody fucking hates you like this would actually get people to fucking like you again
0: i think so... they, i think they've told the lie for too long that cannabis is like really bad and so bad for society that they are they, they, they almost believe it so they're so afraid now to legislate for it that's what they're going to do with the citizens assembly they're going to mm-hmm. like or they're, they're going to distance themselves from the decis- from the decision to legislate to change your drug policy here in ireland by you know, having the citizen assembly. Well, the citizens voted for this, so if we do this now, um, we, you can't blame us for for it. You know that that's kind of what they're trying to do at the moment, and um, because I I do believe, think that they, they they actually do believe some of their their, their lies about like cannabis being. I think even though Stephen Donnelly knows though, that cannabis is uh, enjoyable because he admitted to enjoying it himself. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just like, and I think we over, I even admitted on stage that he had it once as <laughs> well. did,
0: yeah, yeah, and, and a few yorks as well. <laughs>
1: uh, and like, I've never done anything harder than cannabis. Like, I've never done any other drug ever. Like, so, um, like, that's how much of a straight person I am. <laughs> like... I would
0: be able to say the same thing, except um, drink. Drink was my downfall. Um, it, it led me to, to trying out know, cocaine one evening. Um, That was due to drink. Wouldn't have happened had I been sober that evening, but yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I've um I don't really drink anymore anyway. I have to get up too early, like the hangovers aren't worth it. I wouldn't oh, be yeah. able to do my fucking day if if I was drinking that. <laughs> I <just sure> wouldn't <laughs> The no. hangovers, my hangovers are all, like I need what is it now? I need an old priest, a young priest, and two sal- salvadine and a bottle of Luke's <laughs> That is what I need. Whatever I've hung over. <laughs> Uh it's like, send the priest, send the guard, send everybody, I'm dying. <laughs> no, I, that's why I don't drink any more. It's not worth
0: it. Yeah, like <laughs> myself as well. Lightweight at best. <laughs> but um, Green Tea, I, I might have taken up more than enough of your time this evening. Um, I, I've exhausted all of my questions and uh, discussion here. For you. um, uh, Do you have anything you want to add uh, or anything like that before we finish up? Or do you have any kind of questions um, uh, you want to fire away no. or something?
1: I have no questions like i mean sure i see you every monday wednesday and friday like (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i know all i will say and i will end on this is that this is like if you're a cannabis smoker and you're watching this or you're listening to this and you are not registered to vote or you're not voting then you really need to because like this budget right was shit now they gave free contraceptives to young 17 to 25 year olds or something i don't know yeah, um women. young people yeah they gave them half price bus travel and something else uh or oh, 200 euro rise in the grant and something to do with the geographical limits on the grant or something as well and they only did that because they are fucking terrified yep. of young people voting
0: Yep. Definitely.
1: absolutely fucking terrified and they should be. So, if you want to terrify your local TDs by like turning up and voting for like uh, a candidate that supports legalization, then fucking do it. Or even just left wing or anybody that you think w- might do it, like or i said they're going to do it. Yeah. Um. Then that is what you should be doing because that's the only way we're going to fucking get it is if we scare the fucking life out of 100%. them.
0: One hundred percent. And, and yeah. I, I just add to that as well, if if people are like. Uh, considering to vote in their area and there's no representative there that uh, is running on a, on a policy or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a campaign, <laughs> a campaign to legalize cannabis. Um, then do it yourself. It's not that difficult, uh, for people to go and uh, run in an election. So I, I'll always encourage people to go run themselves. If there's somebody not, uh, there that will represent their views or values, um, then why not be that person themselves? Because If they find themselves in a position where there's not somebody there that they can vote for how many other people are out there like themselves looking for somebody to vote for but there's nobody there so you could be that person if you just put yourself forward um so don't i I just put that out there to people as well
1: and try and get on local radio that's a great way of getting people to listen to what you're saying because local radio are always looking for people to come on like sometimes they don't really have much on so if you can email them in and get them to take you on and talk about it then that that's actually a really good way of getting the conversation started no that's like the true. stuff that you do as well like the planting outside the garden station and that, that's a great that's great for getting conversations going.
0: Oh big time so yeah
1: stuff like that is great activist work really it does work like Mm-hmm. so thank you for all your work martin
0: for yeah, no, it. no problem Ron. i really appreciate yeah, your, your own efforts as well green tea because um, as i say it's it's no easy thing to, to come on and, and and effectively you're putting yourself out there um almost exposed i know you're behind the alias green tea but you know you're still putting yourself out there you engage with the business post as well you know you, you trusted another journalist that that journalist wasn't going to go straight off to the cops and say hey this woman got on to me and says she's growing cannabis for her partner and you know you you so fair play that that that's not an easy thing to do and uh you're adding you know to the momentum that's building here for change in ireland so uh well done thanks very really much i really do appreciate it green tea
1: right i'll let you go and have a great evening and i hope your wee baby comes healthy and soon if i don't talk to you before that
0: yeah three <laughs> weeks and two days now today so uh, almost there exciting times um, Bye. really Green Tea. Bye. <laughs> and there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Green Tea. Um, again, thanks very much to Green Tea for finding the courage uh, to for speaking out and uh, highlighting the suffering caused in our life by prohibition, and um, also for highlighting how cannabis is so helpful there for her husband um, and the different symptoms they're caused by his multiple sclerosis. Again, it's extremely shameful that people find themselves in a situation where they have to break a law in order to help provide an effective remedy for their uh, loved one's conditions. So guys, um, thanks very much again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show and uh, just to remind you that if you want to support the show and support the fight for legalisation in Ireland, um, then you can sign up to the Patreon.com or make a donation in the form of cryptocurrency over on the link found on MartinsWorld.ie. Um, There is currently Bitcoin, Engine and Ethereum over there being accepted as uh, donations. All of the funds, guys, will be used to support the show, but hopefully as well help to open up a cannabis activist hub here in Cork City very soon. Fingers crossed on that one. So I'll be back with more interviews again during the week, guys. Until then, stay blazed and keep her lit. Bye.